Doubleheaders have been really kind to the Wenatchee Apple Sox so far this summer. After Saturday's game against the Nanaimo Night Owls was rained out, Wenatchee took on the Night Owls with a doubleheader, two seven-inning games on Sunday afternoon at Siroxman Stadium, and the Apple Sox would sweep the doubleheader and thus the series as well. First, the Apple Sox picked up a 6-3 win in Game 1, a game, like all three games of the series, that they never trailed. It all got started in the first inning. Immediately, right out of the gate, Joichiro Oyama singled to extend his hitting streak to 10 games. He would steal second, and then after that, Matt Hallback drew a walk, and Adam Fossil stepped up to the plate to deliver an RBI single to put Wenatchee ahead 1-0. Swinging a ball, hits a left field. That's going to plate the first run of the ball game. An RBI single by Adam Fossil with two outs, drives in Oyama from third, Hallback to second, 1-0 Wenatchee here in the top of the first inning. The Apple Sox would score a run in the top of the third inning, but then the ball game would get a little bit closer as in the bottom of the third inning, Nanaimo quickly got on the board to make it 2-1. to one. Reese Leitenberg got a strikeout, but a wild pitch allowed the run to score, but after that, with a runner in scoring position, he buckled down for three consecutive strikeouts. The 3-2 pitch is in there for called strike three. Leitenberg gives up one run in the inning, but strikes out the side. Wadachi hangs on to the lead. It's 2-1 to one as we head to the fourth inning. You're listening to the Apple Sox Radio Network. Leitenberg would start the fourth inning for Wadachi by hitting Tim Hollick with a pitch, and after that he was removed. Mason Philly came in. He would get the final three outs of the inning, but allowed the inherited runner Hollick to come around and score, but he would strand the bases loaded, and that proved huge as the Apple Sox would retake the lead with one run in the fifth inning, and again, with two outs, it was Adam Fossil stepping to the plate and delivering after Iva Arquette's two-out single to extend the inning. Swings in, hammers one out toward left. Fry moving back toward the fence. That's going to hit off of the fence. Arquette with a big turnaround third. He is going to get the wave. The throw coming from the shortstop high. Arquette slides in safely, and the Apple Sox have retaken the lead. Adam Fossil with his third RBI of this series, second of this game one of the doubleheader, has re-given Wenatchee the lead. An RBI double to left field, scoring Arcat all the way from first base. We'll hear more from Fossil in the second game. He had a weekend to remember with multi-hit games in all three games against the Night Owls. A huge road trip for the incoming senior at Central Washington. Wadanchi would tackle on three runs of insurance in game one with a three spot in the sixth inning and would go on to pick up the 6-3 win. Up by three here in the seventh. The 1-2 from Philly. Check swing. Did he go? The appeal? He did. And that'll wrap this one up. A strikeout with the bases loaded as Philly tosses the final four innings to get the victory in game one of the doubleheader. Now, Game 2's final score was 18-1, but it really didn't get ugly until a little bit later. The Apple Sox got on the board first with back-to-back two-out RBI singles in the second inning. Again, the two-out action coming through for the Apple Sox, and this time it was two crucial players from Gonzaga getting them on the board. Sheridoff of first, Starkhead at third. Two down. The 2-2 again. It swung on, hit over toward left center, and that will drop in for a base hit, and the Apple Sox take an early one to nothing lead. The throw comes toward third, but Sherrod slides in safely. RBI single for Apodaca to snap an 0-for-11 funk as he drives in his sixth run of the summer, and the Apple Sox again strike first. Sam Perry, the Gresham, Oregon native, 
playing with his third different West Coast League team, fourth season in the WCL. The 1-1 swung on, hit over toward the short on a slow roller. It eats up Hendricks, and a run scores. Sheridan to score. Sam Perry reaches first on a slow roller. Hendricks couldn't make the play. Everyone is safe. Runners at first and third it remains, but another run comes across, and it's 2 to nothing. Apple Sox. Wenatchee got another run in the third inning with runners at first and third. A double play ball allowed a run to score, but put the first two outs of the inning on the board. However, the fourth inning would start with a bang, as Cole Miller, who had himself a fantastic weekend, he reached base at least three times in every game of the series, and that included a tremendous performance on Sunday in game number two. He collected four hits, also drew a walk, drove in three runs, scored twice, and for his first hit, run, and RBI of the game, he led off the fourth inning with a bang. The 1-0 coming from Josh Laukinen is swung on and skied out to left field off the bat of Miller, heading toward the warning track. This ball is gone! A solo home run by Cole Miller to lead off the fourth inning, leaving the bat at 98 miles per hour and traveling over the left field fence for a solo shot to make it 4-1 to one Apple Sox to open up the fourth. First home run of the season for Miller, 4-1 to one Apple Sox. That made it 4-1 to one Apple Sox at that time, and then the wheels fell off two innings later. In the sixth inning, 13 runs came across on eight hits, just one error in the inning, but walks were a huge issue, uh, hit by pitch in there as well. Uh, the Apple Sox in total would send 19 men to the plate and would score a single game high of 18 runs in total in the game and also their uh, most runs in an inning this season of 13. Again, 19 men came to the plate. The inning began with Ezra Samperi striking out. He would draw a walk later in the inning and would also then ground out to end the inning as well. Let's hear just a couple of highlights from that inning. Oyama takes off for third on the hit and run. It's a ball hit toward the right side, and that's going to be an RBI single for Matt Hallback. He has swings in, hits one to the left side. Deep in the hole, a tough play for Hendricks. Gobbles it up, no play anywhere. Infield single, and another run across for the Apple Sox. 23-1. Oyama drops one over, first base side. Diving attempt made. It's not going to be in time. Thrown away, infield single. is going to score one. Ball's thrown away, but Apodaca stays put at third. Where the ball was bouncing, there's a good chance they might have been able to get him at home. So an RBI single for Joichiro Oyama, and he will extend his hitting streak now to 11 games, and in the process makes it 11-1 to Apple Sox. As the 1-2 to Gerald is swung on, hit out toward left center, that'll drop in for a base hit. Sam Perry is held at third as Apodaca comes in to score. RBI single for Gerald for his first hit of the day, a pinch hit knock to plate Apodaca. The 0-1, swung on, hit the opposite way, over the head of the second baseman, Sealkin. That will score Sam Perry. Everyone else held up. Make it a 13-1 Apple Sox lead on the RBI single by Adam Fossil. A 10-run frame for Wenatchee as Miller swings and drives one into center field. That will get down for a base hit. Gerald into score. The bases remain loaded as Cole Miller picks up his second three-hit game of the season with an RBI single here in the sixth. In total, six walks drawn by Apple Sox hitters in the frame, uh, one hit by pitch as well. There were two different pinch hitters in that inning, and I didn't include this highlight yet, but I want this one to be heard now. We had, the first one was Corey Gerald, who picked up an RBI single the second time through the order in the sixth inning, and that was big. But later on, the Apple Sox had their first 
true pitcher come to the plate as a pinch hitter. It was Riley Sinclair stepping up, pinch hitting for Enzo Apodaca, and he would drive in the final run of that 13-run inning. Sox will probably remove Gerald from the DH spot, and Sinclair with a base hit the opposite way. The pitcher, pinch hitting, comes through for Wenatchee and plates another run. He is one for one on the season with a single to right. In to score comes Arquette. And Ezra Samperi will bat for the third time this inning. In the seventh inning, the fun continued with one more run. This time it was Cole Miller picking up his third RBI of the game. Again, just a really impressive game for the incoming junior at Washington. A home run, three singles, and capping it off with this single in the seventh. Base hit to left field by Cole Miller. That'll drive in Oyama and make it an 18-1 Apple Sox lead. On the mound, the Apple Sox didn't have to do a ton. Evan Canfield wasn't perfect. He walked five in three innings, but only allowed one run on one hit. Jake Putnam was brilliant after Canfield with three scoreless innings, one hit allowed, and four strikeouts. But the real highlight with him was when he had to step out on deck in the seventh inning. So the Apple Sox, as I mentioned, rolled out a couple of pinch hitters in the sixth inning. Corey Gerald pinch hit for the designated hitter Matt Hallback. Later on, Riley Sinclair pinch hit for the center fielder Enzo Apodaca. Apodaca was removed from the ball game. Sinclair did not remain in it. And thus, with Gerald moving from the designated hitter spot to the center fielder, the Apple Sox forfeited their, their DH spot, so their pitcher would have to hit in the game if that spot came up. And that spot would be the eighth spot in the order. Wenatchee sent their first seven hitters to the plate in the seventh inning, but the final out was recorded with Sinclair on deck, or beg your pardon, Putnam on deck. He was uh, in the midst of trying to figure out what kind of equipment he wanted to wear and see what he needed to have, which helmet was going to fit him right. So it was he was really close to coming into the ball game and getting his first at-bat of the season. And I, I talked with him after the game. He said he hadn't really batted really since early in his high school career. He pretty much had spent most of the high school career as a pitcher only, but was excited at the potential of batting in that seventh inning. Wenatchee would close it out in the bottom of the seventh with a relatively quick frame. Three men came to the plate, and for the third time in the series, the Apple Sox turned a double play on a lineout right at one of their infielders. Steen 0 for 3 in this game. Two flyouts and a strikeout. Laces one right at the first baseman, Sharon, who catches it and steps on first base to end today's ball game. The Apple Sox sweep the Nanaimo Night Owls with an 18-1 win in seven innings in game two of the doubleheader and they will head home to Wenatchee with a winning road trip. They win four of six games away and head back home as the victors here today. So the doubleheader sweep means that Wenatchee is now 4-0 in doubleheaders this season, winning all four possible games, and also have picked up their second sweep of the summer. It started out with the road trip, that is. It started out inauspiciously with Wenatchee losing 2-3 to the Kelowna Falcons by only scoring a combined five runs in those games. However, boy, did they put those games behind them as the Apple Sox were able to bust out the bats in the series against Nanaimo and just really help themselves in the North Division. In total, the, the three games against Nanaimo, of course, they weren't all nine-inning games, but regardless, the Apple Sox would score a combined 32 runs over 23 innings in three victories against the Night Owls. Wadanchi is now 4-2 in the second half. They sit third overall in the North Division, meaning that if the season ended today, the Apple Sox would face the Kamloops North Paws in the first round of the postseason in the North Division Series. They would host Game 1 and then travel to Game 2 and, if necessary, 3 
at Kamloops. For the Sox this week, they kind of can relax a little bit. They have a couple of non-league games on Tuesday and Wednesday against the Dub C Fish Sticks. They're off Thursday, and then it gets serious. Three straight games at home against the Corvallis Knights, who are in second place overall in the South Division, but have already clinched the first half playoff spot. And then after that, the aforementioned Kamloops Northpaws come to town a week from this coming Tuesday. Hope to see you at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Eight home games in a row for the Apple Sox. That's their longest homestand here this summer. Tickets are available now at saferseating.com. And it should be a fun series coming up with Dub C. It's a, another $2 off Tuesday with hot dogs, burgers, Coors Draft beers, all $2 off. And with two, the tickets being $2 off, folks, that's uh, general admission seats as low as $5. You just you can't beat that uh, coming up here this week. And then Wednesday, another Wenatchee Wednesday. We'll be giving off prizes from local businesses throughout the game. Just by attending the game, you are eligible to win one. Again, get your tickets now at the gate or at saferseating.com. I'm Joel Norman, and before we wrap up the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast, let's hear my pregame interview I had with the aforementioned Corey Gerald. I had a chance to catch up with him prior to Sunday's doubleheader, just talking about what it was like to get back in the lineup after missing about a month of action, and also what he's excited about, about playing in some games finally at home at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. We're joined now by Apple Sox outfielder Corey Gerald on the Harana States Winery pregame show. And Corey, you missed about a month of action before coming back this past week against Kelowna. What did that mean to get back into the lineup? And how did you stay ready in between all that time off? Um, it felt good to get back in the lineup and play again. I, there was a point there where I thought I might just be done for the summer, just try to get 100%. So it felt really good to be in the lineup and, like, get back to playing. Um, it's hard to stay ready over over a month of being off. It's it's hard to, like, just get back in there and see pitching again. But uh, really what you really what I was doing was when I was on the bench, I was, I was trying to look at guys like loads and rhythms and just, like, tendencies of pitchers and stuff like that. That's pretty much how I was trying to stay ready. Was there any moment earlier this week against Kelowna where you step back in the box or you're out in the field and it was kind of like the, oh, that's right, I haven't you know, experienced this in a month or so, and that's something I kind of forgot about? Yeah, the first, the first pitch I saw against Kelowna, I took it because I was like, wow, that was a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was, yeah, it was after a month of being out, and I was like, yeah, that didn't, look, that didn't feel too right. <laughs> Second year for you in the West Coast League. Uh, you and I talked about this about a month ago right after you got hurt. Just... What, what excites you about being back in it? You had a fun year last year on a fun team in Yakima. What excites you to be doing something like that and trying to build something special again here, though, but this time with the Apple Sox? Um, just a new challenge. Like, uh, I also get to play in front, like, kind of a hometown, so it's kind of nice. When I was growing up, Wenatchee Apple Sox were always a huge, like, big deal, so being able to represent them now is, like, it's kind of like a dream come true, and I got a great group of guys yeah. to do it with. What does that mean to be playing a little bit closer to home? Yakima's not that far from Brewster, but still, Wenatchee's a little bit closer. Um, it just feels it just feels like a hometown. Got uh, all my community can drive up an hour and watch me play, or my grandparents can watch me play. That was a huge factor. Uh, my mom and dad can come see me play every home game. That was that was that's just pretty cool to think about. You haven't played yet at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium this summer, despite being with the team since day one. You've only played in road games, and you're back in the lineup again today playing right field. What's that going to mean sometime this week when you get to play again at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium? That's gonna be, it's going to be fun. I, I haven't yet to experience a home game, so uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that. 
chatting with Corey Gerald ahead of today's game between the Apple Sucks and the Nanaimo Night Owls. And, Corey, you've played center field at the beginning of the season. You've more recently played a little bit over at right field. Obviously, it changes ballpark to ballpark, especially in a place like this one where it's a little bit shorter out toward right field. Explain to fans a little bit of a difference in your mindset when you're playing center compared to right, or if there is one at all. Um, well, outfield's the same. you gotta you got to go catch the ball no matter what. But center... Uh, center's more of you have like every ball is yours like if you can get there it's yours call them off no matter what right's more I feel like right's a little bit different like you go call it first and then like if you get called off you like back down so it's kind of right's just like a little bit different center's more of like a priority out there do you have a preference of which spot you like to play more? I like to. I personally like to play right more because like I'm more comfortable with it. Okay. You're yeah. probably the first person I think who said they don't like playing uh, center I, field I like, over right. I like playing center a lot. Yeah, I, but, but like I right like more. I like right way more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we got you out there again here today, Corey. Thanks for joining us here. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. That was Apple Sox outfielder Corey Gerald, who I mentioned had missed about a month of action between last playing on June 5th and then returning on this previous road trip. And that'll do it for the Apple Sox podcast. I'm Joel Norman. Hope to see you at the ballpark this week. But if you can't make it to Paul Thomas Senior Stadium, make sure to tune in to Sunny FM by going online and visiting at kcsyfm.com and click on the Listen Live button to hear all the action uh, this week. The Apple Sox are in action on Tuesday and Wednesday at 6.35 p.m. against the Dub C Fish Sticks. Thanks for tuning in again. This has been the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast.